Hello and welcome back to The Gold Advantage after what has been probably the most exciting weekend of esports in 18 months, definitely 2020 and 21 without a doubt. Um, just incredible series and gameplay, not only in League of Legends, but in CSGO, in Call of Duty, we were spoiled as fans. Um, obviously this podcast, it's all about the LCS, LEC and beyond. So we'll be focusing on those two topics, but make sure to tune into the money here where we'll be discussing uh, the excitement that was the CDL major. I am your host, Nikita, and with me, as always, whether we like it or not, is Chris Bliven, Big Money Blivs, and Scoot. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I mean, you mentioned CSGO, and I, I don't want <laughs> to overshadow the league that happened, but that 1v4 was fucking unbelievable. The pistol 1v4? The knife, but yeah, is I mean, just one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. But other than that, yeah, I mean, conclusion of the LEC, conclusion of the LCS, and I don't think we expected anything different, but I'm doing good. I like Chris talk. I had an incredible Saturday, and then Sunday was shaping up to be equally, if not more incredible, because the odds on Team Liquid to win were just so good, and then everything my entire like life savings crumbled before my very eyes uh on sunday both from from both of these leagues and so everything that i had built up on saturday plus some was just demolished before my very eyes it sucked sunday was tough sunday was tough for me but saturday was great loved a saturday couldn't miss on saturday couldn't miss on saturday so exciting um where do we want to start do lec or lcs which one um how about you guys have a preference let's start with the lec yeah i think the lec lec g2 gets clapped by rogue 3-1 yeah. doesn't even look that close um it's a bit concerning i mean like legitimately and g2 have acknowledged that perks they've lost something with the loss of perks and his leadership um and it's been super interesting to kind of see he leaves g2 doesn't make the finals for the first time in how long and uh, Perks wins NA. Like, well, there's something yeah. there. I mean, Perks is going to be at MSI and G2 is not. Ooh. So there's that to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I overestimated G2 a little bit, especially. But how do you not? They have won everything. Exactly. They've been so dominant. And it's not like Reckless is a downgrade. So, the, like, everyone just looked at this and was like, yeah, it just makes sense. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It just... Part of it feels like they're still the team they were, right? But everything kind of fell off the wagon, and it was two straight 3-1 losses for them. And I don't think you ever expect them to lose to anyone in the LEC 3-1. Um, it'll at least go to 3-2. Like, it'll at least be a 3-2 victory, right? But, yeah, you, I mean, you said it best. Like, it didn't look like they were the same team that they were prior. So, I mean, I think the other part of this is we had had very strong – feelings about rogue for the entire year and we wagered very heavily on them in their first two matchups versus g2 and our line of thinking is like yeah rogue's great but clearly g2 is their daddy right like they're the one person that they can't i mean (laughs) in watching the match and the commentators couldn't stop emphasizing they're like 
they have just do- they have just equaled their total lifetime beatings of G2 in the first two matches, whatever it was. And they, like, <laughs> they were like, never before has Rogue won twice against G2, like ever before. So it was like, it seemed like, you know, they were the mountain that Rogue couldn't climb, uh, no matter when it was, whether it be the regular season. And so for them to come out and just hand G2 the defeat in such a, it wasn't even close to there. They were dominating. Like, you know, we'll talk about, uh, Clan 9 TL where every game felt close um, but Rogue just came to play really impressive performance by Rogue it really set them up for what I thought was going to be a very you know and it started off very dominating uh, matchup in the finals and so, so they were playing great league there for five maps for, for I guess six maps um, and then it all went to shit. I mean, we had the the call last week was if Rogue makes the final, they're not going to win it like over G2 because Mad looked that good against against G2 prior. So I, I think we credit ourselves a little bit there. No, but at the same time, I know where you're coming. No, from. I no. am pretty sure. I, I, I don't think we did. We should not. No, credit- we did. We did. Last last podcast, we said if G2 were to win. There's no chance that Mad Lions would beat them in a final. Oh yeah, but yeah. If Rogue were to win, then Mad Lions has a pretty clear cut shot. Unfortunately, what happens is Rogue goes up 2-0, and that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. And then, as you said, yeah, it all well, it all came. I mean, out look, I'm not I'm not fully done with the like G2 talk. Is that yeah, I yeah, genuinely I really think that they are. It, look, I, I no way in hell do I think G2 is trash now and so on. But they they have a clear weakness. um, (laughs) And it is an opportunity for teams like Rogue, who has been knocking on G2's door for so long. And you're right, though. Like, they got smoked 2-0 in the regular season, but they won this time. So we might finally be seeing number two and number three seed competing with G2. and, And I think this will probably continue into the summer season. I mean, personally, like, I enjoy that state in Europe of League of Legends, at least there's like some balance to it, you know, like you can beat G2 now. Right. And, and there's like something to that, like something, the teams at the top competing with each other and then dominating teams at the bottom. Right. And you're, you're, it now feels like walking into the next split, you're going to get really good matches between these three teams across the board. Yeah. I agree with that. It's, it's exciting. Well, Um, and I would say that, you know, my, my, quote in line of the week previously was it's really hard to beat the same team twice right that bore out in g2 versus rogue it did not bore bear out when it comes to mad lions and cloud nine and maybe it is easy to beat the same team twice what the fuck do i know uh (laughs) yeah i never really that that whole argument was always a bit shaky with me and i don't know if it translates as well into into esports um maybe it's, still, it's hard like, to beat I the think... same team three times and that's why yeah. rogue uh maybe i just cut one short let it be known you know yeah. you never beat the same team five times in a row um <laughs> until you do until you do until um, it happens and we're wrong on it <laughs> um i i think going to the finals rogue looked good and then they just weren't closing out the games. 
and it was it it's it's I think it's a different situation where you look at different teams and like when in the G two matchup against Rogue, there weren't really points where I was like, okay, you know what, G two is gonna come back from this. It was pretty clear cut. And it should have been similar with the Rogue Mad Lions, but it just they had no answer to the Wukong. That was like what a performance from Mad Lions there. Um and they brought that out twice. And then in game five, it was Rogue was winning. They they should have closed that out and won it. And instead, you know, Mad Lions just saw opportunities and grabbed them and then took the win. And credit to them. Like they brought up a young some young players from the Spanish League. I thought it would take them longer to get up to speed. Instead, they've won the split. And like incredible performance. Incredible bringing out the Wukong in the grand finals. Um, just all across the board, I think I'm, I'm pretty excited. And I think both teams have been, have been hungry for it. Because Mad Lions, remember last year, was basically t- tied for second the whole time. And Rogue just spanked them in the finals. And then both, both Rogue and Mad Lions got completely demolished at Worlds. So this is it's great to kind of see this happen. I think, like, I think you said it best in... in- like I always long do. monologue, you did a good job there, um, just explaining it. But something that we like discussed prior is they beat G two like pretty handily the week the week before, and maybe it was because they were hot, right? And and you just get hot in a tournament setting. We saw it in the CDL as well. But to go down two zero, and especially as a young roster, like I'm uniquely proud of them for being able to regain in that situation. I think it's something that's really important for just long-term composition of a team and being successful into the future. But especially for this to happen now and in a championship is like a crazy thing to pull off as well. All the way back. I mean, 3-2 victory. And I would say like they were a team that struggled early, right? Going all the way through the spring split. like Yeah. Rogue and G2 were clearly a cut above. They were both 14 and 4. Then you had Mad Lions, uh, Shalka, mm-hmm. and Fnatic right there, like 10 and 8, 9 and 9, 9 and 9, right? Like it was kind of bunched up there in the middle. For them to kind of really, to your point, like it took them a minute to kind of get comfortable. But then once they did, damn, they were impressive. Um, yeah. And, and to your point about Mad kind of stealing game five, Rogue stole game two, right? And so. In theory, yeah. you almost could have had Mad winning this 3-1 uh, through, you know, if, if it had gone a different way in game two and then obviously game three and game four. And so it feels like, honestly, the best team won. Like, it, it does feel like the right team, the team that uh, played the best won this. But that's because you're a Fairweather fan. Oh. You, you fucking, you jump bandwagons the second it becomes an opportunity. You've been running that, like, rogue train the whole time. And then now you see a new team and you're like, oh, yes. Let me jump on this one. Did I not? Did I not call Mad Lion versus G two? I want to credit him with like calling on on Mad Lions early. Yeah, because he hates G two. I'm sorry, going he does hate G two. Yeah, going against G two is like the actually probably it's actually probably the biggest bandwagon you are most loyal to. No, I mean, I mean the mortal, the anti bandwagon, the the anti. Yeah, you're like I. The mortal lock. I'm I'm the biggest fan of hating G (laughs) two. The the mortal lock of our podcast is having Chris fade G two in in the most random of circumstances. However, I and think he when was he right said that he was he right did bring once. he brought a decent amount to the table to support what he was saying. And, and 
Yeah, it is really hard to bet against G2, especially in a winner's semifinal when he was saying it. And so, like, I still disagreed with it, and I probably still would now. But at the same time, end of the day, he was right. And they did end up winning the split. You know what, Scotty? I don't know if it's a a common British saying, even a broken watch is right twice a day. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a clock for us. Chris has been crying about this uh, G2 failing. You you would buy the anti-G2 merchandise if it existed. Actually, I mean, listen, that, shirts right, coming soon, eh? And you know what? I'm going to speak to him. I, I can't, guy, I, I can't and, uh, hear you. I can't. Is he in the same room as the stats guy? Yeah, he is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you with all the $100 bills over my ears uh, yeah, from, calling, just, from threw, calling that right. <laughs> but don't you, you have then, to throw away on the liquid money line? Yeah, I was like, don't you have to <laughs> like pay all of that back? Yeah, well, I had him for a moment while you guys were talking nonsense. Um, you know what? I but regardless, I'm pretty happy. Like it, it, it was great to see. It's heartbreaking as a fan of Rogue and everything to see them lose. Um, but so cool to see Mad Lines. And actually, we, you, but, you, you brought up last week. We did talk about that, and we were like, "What if, you know, it's Rogue Mad Lines? How great would that be?" And that's what new we got. champ, new champ in Europe, reverse a... sweep, banger of a series, exciting. Bunch of, you know, really young guys winning it. It's amazing. I mean, that's what you need for just a, a good esports scene moving forward in the mm-hmm. LEC. Um, is just like, you, you need some changes like here and there. And I think it's really good to see a new champ in Europe. And I'm, that's like kind of my final thoughts is that I'm excited to see where the LEC heads. Because I think, I mean, G2 will come back and they'll be great again. So mm-hmm. it's just going to be fun to watch across the board. So a different question. Is Rogue cursed, right? We've seen Rogue now <laughs> be a top team now for two years uh, and, and going back further. Like, is Rogue the team that just can never close? Like, are they destined for second place? Not at all, because, like, I think the... It, I know you came into League more recently, but actually Rogue was, like, a 10th place, place team before the season they got up to second. So they have just continually improved from 10th to top three to second place uh, to now, uh, you know, grand finals ex- appearance. I think bringing on Oduamne was a great decision. Um, I I think they will win it. It's just, you know, facing off against G2, that was kind of the curse of I don't think anyone with perks there. I don't know if it, they would have lost this year. Um so I'm I, I think though I think they will be a contender. So so and Carlos letting perks go is the biggest catastrophe for them. Yeah, and he think. was tweeting like no refunds when uh, yeah, things were looking so shaky good. for Cloud Nine, so and that he's like, actually, do you want to come back? <laughs> Great banter. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Carlos has kind of been the king of banter. I don't know. He's uh he just says a lot of things, and <laughs> it's all over the place. And then he he like. I, I appreciate it because he's very quick to like renege on what he says and, and just kind of like make jokes out of it or make light of it because I think he did something similar in Valorant with uh... – It's it's amazing. Oh, when it, when it it's was, Carlos, you guys find it enjoyable and, you know, part of the, the shtick and, and, and you appreciate it. When it's me, you just want to completely shit on me and uh, tell me that a broken clock is right twice a day. Hey, listen, man. I was I was about to credit you for getting your first MVP in a league match. Wild Rift. Week. I'm all so, about it. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, well done. You didn't send me a screenshot of that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. 
Thursday. I literally sent it in the group. So Thursday, twelve thirty-five p.m. Got the time. Was stamps. that the first? Was that the first one? Chris no, had, I think, eight kills, four deaths, and seven assists. He did. He had his first Ash. MVP. Yeah, I would love to. You know what? Yeah. It's a shame we can't play across servers, but uh, I would happily play. Be good We're fun. just proud of him. You, We're proud of him around here. We have our own champ in our own regards. Thank you. Thank you, Scoot. Since we're talking about uh, North America's perennial new up-and-comer big money blibs, <laughs> should we jump over to, to the LCS? Let's do it. I'm into. I mean, fuck. So TSMTL, day Had before, it. find out Santorin not making it, Armeo coming in. Uh, I, I'll admit, I was like, shit, actually, I don't know if you know, will TL TL be as good with Armeo? Like, and the thing is, Armeo used to be Greek, and he used to be on TSM, and he was not that great. And people, especially fans of TSM, fucking roasted him, like unfairly, but they roasted the shit out of him. So I was a bit like, damn, I don't know if he's gonna, you know, perform. He did great. Wait, he did his job. They got the job done. It, it looked like the same victory that you'd expect out of Liquid. I don't think much changed. Yeah. Just generally. So I, I don't did know. not look great. They no. did, Yeah. From like the time before where I was like, oh, they look pretty good. And then I was like, I really just don't think they looked good. I don't I don't know if it's like maybe Santorin's not that important for Liquid or I've something been saying along this. those lines. I've been saying but, this. Yeah, it didn't seem like much change. I think this is like the result that we expected Liquid to put out there with their full starting five, and it was the result we got even with a player missing. So, <sighs> TSM, I, yeah, I tough think, break. I, I do think also it's tough to scout a team when you've been playing. Like, you know, TSM had played Team Liquid earlier, uh, lost handily, um, and. You know, you're used to playing against Santor, and you get a new you get a new person in there. It's tough, but I, I don't. To yeah. me, this is just a consistency of Team Liquid just dismantling TSM. They had their number. Like, I I saw no reason for that for anyone to to your point, Scott. Like, I I haven't been overly impressed by Santor in all year. Like, yeah, he's good, but like he he's a cog in a wheel in my opinion on that team. Um, it's interesting you say that because he is like, um, you know, he was voted second best jungler. Who would you rank uh, ahead of him? Well, let me uh, pull up some statistics because I like the way to do that. Who would no, you I, just, I, I, just 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 off the you know eyeball it? Like who who who's your preferred jungler? Like if it, it's Blabber number one, clearly, duh. who comes next? I don't well, think it's Walk, closer. I, I think Chris closer is very good, but I don't think he's second. No, I um, I, I was particularly impressed by Dardock. I think Dignitas. Speaker, I wouldn't do. Okay. Well, I think Dardock was very is very you, who you would put as number two. Yeah, uh, and since Garen was really good as well for EG. Uh, Interesting. Okay, but, but you know, right. again, I just. Whenever I watch, I always feel like Santorin's a little bit out of position, and and he's just kind of mm-hmm. doing a couple things on his own. He's going a bit rogue, and he ends up getting more deaths than I feel like he should, being within that team and with you know Core JJ there as support. Uh, to me, it, he's a cog in a wheel, and, and I think you saw like Armeo came in and was pretty impressive. Uh, 
Yeah. And that I think speaks volumes to that team. Like they're a great team. And so I think, I think it clearly illustrates that the MVP of that team is, you know, within the core JGAs of the world or even um, the Alfaris up top. And so to me, the role of jungle within TL isn't there like, keystone piece that is like can't be replaced i don't know well i kind of you know what i do disagree with that i think santorin has had a bit of a slow start but to be fair when you look at a lot of the games uh tier one during the regular season he was like a main carry and and i have to say like i've never been like a big fan of santorin not because i i think he's bad but just his play style and the way it's done um just isn't isn't for me but i think that is exactly maybe he gets overlooked a lot for the work he does um and he he is he is very good uh and he also has a lot of experience in and i I think this becomes trickier is also like i feel like it's sometimes not about what he does but what about he what he doesn't do and that was where Particularly in the grand finals, I think we saw uh, some mistakes out of Armeo that led to advantages being given to Cloud9. Well, I mean, Chris, I, I just have I a think they would have been here. a better team with with Santorin. I really it's do. More, if, you, if you look at the statistics, uh, Santorin might get a little bit more kills, but he dies more. Like, if you look at across the board, the statistics... He doesn't really overperform. I mean, like Armeo had a little bit better. Uh, yeah, or, no, but or, you can't take one. You can't take one series, like two series, like that. No. I don't think that that gives an indication. And also, like, I think you need to. It's it's hard because I'd say like grab up Griggs' stats from last year, but then he was on TSM, and I don't think that necessarily really works either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel like it's fair to to kind of put that in that situation. And there's things like, and this is what I'm talking about. So what I'm specifically talking about is Alfari getting killed. I thought it was five out of five, but it was actually four out of five um, games for first blood. Well, Alfari and, had a fucking disaster like that. that n- well, no, he didn't. This is what I mean. Um, and actually, Azale talked about it in game three. He's like, this isn't going to happen again. Cause it's pretty easy to point out and identify this and to correct it. The issue was not Alfari. The issue was the way Armeo was pathing and his identification of the timings of Blabber. Now, Blabber is incredibly good. So that makes it more challenging for sure. But the truth is, is that Armeo should have been responding to things. And uh, now obviously we don't know the comms, but should have been there to provide the support for Alfari to prevent those situations and the fact that it happened so many times is something that i think that's the experience and that centaurin had centaurin been in that match i'm pretty confident in saying that i think he would have parted in a different way and not given those opportunities to cloud nine to to kill um alfari I mean, you think maybe they get it once or twice, but he eventually yeah. picks up on it. I think exactly. what you're saying. Like, like, and that's just an experience thing. Like, Santorin's been around a long time, and he's very steady as a jungler. He's not flashy like Blabber, but he's very steady, and he knows how to be and where to be in terms to turn things around or to stop them. 
Manzal Fari got targeted. He did. <laughs> Abused. And, and and they and they and they yeah, and they smashed him because they knew that Grig, I don't think, had the same experience and the, the coordination between them. So TSM looked bad though. And jumping like but yeah, in the finals, I think but I do think Ameo did really well. He should feel very proud of himself. I think like especially with like what, twenty four hours notice? Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And every game was a gauntlet. Like the like Yeah. Every What was it? I mean it was Liquid C9, Liquid C9, C9. That's how Dude, it went. I yeah, mean, but even two. when Liquid was winning, you were like, "Why?" Wow, okay, Liquid's winning, and C9's like, "Nope, we're gonna we're gonna drag this out to forty minutes. We're gonna make you fucking win this game. Earn it. You gotta earn yeah, your exactly. victory. You gotta especially against a team it. like that. And C9's the champs again. Let's I not know. Forget. Let's not forget, we got a couple of fanboys here, so it's nice to see the boys back on top. And the perks acquisition worked out, so ah, C nine pumped money. I just it. what a what a great series. I really enjoyed it. it went back and forth. Um, it's it's. I'm excited to see C nine at well at uh, MSI. Legitimately, yeah. don't don't get too excited. It's just MSI. Yeah, it's still in there. Yeah, well, they have they have Damwon in their group as well, so. Yeah, that should be an interesting one. Well, we I know, just we I, know but I do think that. that perks perks being part of the team, he is so steady under pressure, and so clutch, and Blabber is playing really well. I don't know if I would give him MVP over um, Alfari, but um, nonetheless, I don't disagree with him getting MVP, and I actually I'm I'm kind of excited to see them play at Worlds. Oh, at MSI, sorry, at MSI, and see how they compete, and because they've been, they're they're looking really good. I mean, they're they're. I think, look, no no disrespect to Infinity and Detonation, focus me. Uh, they're gonna get beat by Dam One, yeah. Then they'll come in second in Group C, and then I think that it'll be a really fun path to see how they perform. Yep. I mean, I want. I, I just want to see if like Perks's worlds and like global stage success will carry over to the rest of the team, especially somebody like Fudge, who's so young, right, and is a good player and he's proven himself in North America. But is that going to hold on the world stage? I, I am excited to watch C nine play at MSI across the board. It's just going to be fun to watch. Like it's always fun to watch uh, North American teams compete on the global stage. So we'll see how they hold up. I think, against... I'm, I think I'm honestly more excited to see how um... Mad Lions. Yeah, like I, Me too. I'm all I'm in on this Mad Lions team. This is my no favorite idea team. How they're gonna do? I, that's the thing. I, I really have. Uh, I I do really like them, and it's it's awesome. I just don't really have a read well, on. I love their chances of coming out of Group B because they're going to be going against the PCS, the TCL, and the CB LOL, Right. So. Yeah. I think that sets up very well for them to perform and do very well, which will get them yeah. to this, you know, the state, the the rumble stage, and then the, hopefully the knockout stage in the semifinals. And so, um, I am I just, so like, in on this team. I love this. I'm new curious to see. This you is my team. There a little bit. This is my team. I I am all in on Mad Lions. Okay. I, I just want to see if like a team like Mad Lions or a team like C9 can have the pace that they need to to kind of 
like beat an LPL or an LCK team. And that's really what it comes down to for me. Cause hopefully both of them make it out of groups as they should um, the way it's worked out. But like, I want to see if they can bring that heat and then maybe, Honestly, maybe pull off something special. Damwon is just too good. Damwon's different. Too good. Damwon is like, T1 part it's not even exciting. I mean, I mean, I called it last year that they were going to win worlds and this, this year. year's worlds. So I, yeah, I know that they might. There's a strong. They're so good. I mean, yeah, they're they're very good. There's a. I, I think there's a strong uh, chance that that will. Oh, actually, you're yeah. such a bandwagon fan. Trying jumping on my bandwagon. Is it? I mean, I like. Is it reminiscent of like SKT prior? You know. I, I'm curious to see if that's the case, especially. But we'll have to wait till Worlds till we see that. I don't think MSI is a good representation of what's going to exactly happen. Because, you know, there's only one team. It's not a per. full Worlds format. Right. And it's, yeah, one team per. So. No, it's not. And, and, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't I don't disagree with that. But um, I am excited. Very. I'm excited just to see how the... It's it's a shame because there are, there are many opportunities around... Um, uh, you know, for, for teams to compete internationally in league, it's a kind of consistent criticism. I understand why it, it's something that uh, struggles a little bit, like to to do. But um, I am excited. It should be it should be cool. I think the rumble stage is an interesting thing as well. <laughs> little round. I think that's a weird out. way to go about it, but it'll give us a good opportunity to see everyone play each other. So that'll be fun as well. I don't know. I mean, I think. I'm pretty satisfied with the way that like both the LCS and the LEC worked out, uh, even if it's not, you know, seeing G2 smash teams, but we do have a new champ and then C9 just returning to form is fun to watch. So, Agreed. I th- I, I'm, I'm, do you think, do you think TL would have done better internationally? I, I don't know. I like, we said that like they... I think last year around Worlds were not going to do that well, right? Just because of kind of the way they play and the way they beat North American teams. They're yeah. predictable. But they're very, they're, they're very, very good. Yeah, it's like a it very, it's a very similar play style every game, and it's like it works against NA teams, but I don't think it works against international teams well, especially LPL, LCK specifically. But I think they've changed that play style with yeah, to an extent. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think C 9s a little bit less predictable. Um, and a little bit like more variable, I guess. Yeah. On the other hand, of that, on the other half of that, so I think no for me. No, I'm, I would yeah, probably I'm, take C9. I would agree with that, Chris. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see this iteration of Team Liquid doing much better. I mean, it, it's. I think the better question is right. Do we think this C9 team is actually for real? internationally and competitive right that's yeah a question worth asking and something that's important to i mean we're going to get a taste of it but you know to what we've been talking about it's not going to be the full gauntlet that is world uh um, bot lane is you know, obviously like, look, i think they're going to come out <laughs> i think I, I my they'll get out groups i and if they don't what a failure um but they'll get out of groups in my opinion the big one that I think is a uh, concern is Blabber, uh, not sorry, Fudge has come so far, 
But Blabber's opponents globally, Blabber's not that much. Like, he is so good, but I don't think he is so, like, head and shoulders above everyone else, like the best team, like Damon, Jungler, and so on. So it, it becomes a thing of, like, okay, well, can they expose the weaknesses and take advantage of that? I mean, if it all goes to if it all goes to plan, hopefully we see a knockout stage that's C nine, um, Mad Lions, Damwon, and whoever the LPL spits out at the end yeah. of the day. So Who's, that would be very very interesting. Who do you think is going to win? By the way, FPX or RNG? RNG. From what I've heard about FPX, they really like to fight, but I haven't followed it closely enough. So I think it would be pretty electric if they're there. So I'm just gonna yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards FPX just from a from a fun point of view. But yeah. I know you were texting us like mad and chatting in the Discord, uh, which you can find on our pin tweet at Best of Three Network. Um, After RNG's you, comeback yeah. over top in Game Five, that was you talking you about electric. That. that is the most I. I mean, that was just the craziest shit I've seen. I, I know Nikki. To your point. I know I'm new. I don't have the history of league. No, no, it's a do. great. What? No, no. Ex- but, what an amazing game. No, no, no. Like, but I'm what I'm saying is, you, you. No, no. I'm saying you have a reference point to a previous game, right? And you can talk about it here in a second. But yeah. to, for that, just to sneak around back and get the tower while everyone's fighting for the other dragon. Uh, I, like, like, I, like a backdoor. Like, I've never seen that in a league, like in a NA or LEC yeah. league match over the past two years since I've really been started paying attention. Um, it no, was it, it was electric. One of the series, like five games, and that final match, like eighty thousand gold. One team has all four dragons. They're they're going to take the elder. It it was just fucking awesome. Like just such an exciting and forgetting about other things. I think you were just saying like, oh my god, this is and I was what and I get your feelings because I remember the first time I saw a backdoor and it's the it's the famous expecte backdoor of Warp Worlds and just. You and and when it's a race, there's been also a couple of times where both teams are hitting it, and you don't know who's gonna win it, and it's just, it's the best. Backdoor is always so is surprising. Fucking exciting, yeah. No one expects the backdoor. Um, with that, a bit of a programming note, right, Nikki? We are going to be off from league until MSI picks up. Is that fair? Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, maybe, maybe we'll do a, a little quick picks if I if I come across anything I think worthwhile uh, going after. But most likely we'll be on pause for a couple of weeks. Um, we'll still be chatting in the Discord around other things. You guys can still check out our sister podcast, The Money Hill. Um, covers the CDL. Uh, and yeah, just join our Discord. Follow us on Twitter at Best of Three Networks. Send us a few tweets because we'll... If there's any games you want us to cover or to pay attention to, uh, well, we have we have some time on our hands. Additionally, additionally, we will be back. You know that May third as uh, as MSI kicks off May sixth, yep. and we'll be back with our. I know everyone was you know hoping for our Thrive Fantasy prop picks, but we will, we will be back with our Thrive Fantasy prop picks come May. Yeah, and. Uh, be ready because with MSI, we're going to have to increase our output. So you'll be getting a lot of gold advantage. A lot of gold. A lot of TGA coming at your face. Straight at your face. (laughs) At the face, in the back door. 
Exciting finishes. <laughs> a little, little Elder Dragon action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, we can't wait to be back. I hope you enjoyed the games. If you didn't watch the games, they're definitely all worthwhile going back and checking out. The RNGTS one, uh, all of the finals, LCS, LEC. Uh, it's been fun. That's it for me. Any last words, boys? Toodaloo. Got nothing left to say. Just excited to get back for MSI. Uh, I'm going to be sad with a little, without a little bit of podcasting, but we'll see you guys later. Toodaloo. Twice.